0: Timo Meyer made his New Jersey Devils debut. Nico Heischer came up clutch once again. And Jesper Boquist was the unsung hero for the New Jersey Devils. And did I factor in that they're playing at a college arena? We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils. Your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're locked on Devils with the Trey Matthews. Scores! Steven stepped on, nailed got the puck. What a shot! The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty, now what is up, New Jersey. Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Play by Play Announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews so i am coming to you live from mullet arena everybody has gone home but you guys should have seen this place when the game was going on it was absolute bedlam it might be tiny but do not underestimate the atmosphere it was definitely a sight to behold it's not exciting for the nhl however i think it's great for the city of phoenix i think it's great for hockey fans and I know the Coyotes and the NHL might be a little embarrassed by it but at the end of the day I certainly had a good time I had a great experience meeting some of y'all who came up to where the media was sat and basically interacted with me so I didn't know I had uh, listeners out in Phoenix so I appreciate you guys for taking the time to come and visit me and come up and say hi had a great time but now we have to dissect this game. And I have so many sound bites, and there's a lot of storylines. So let's start off with the biggest storyline, and that is Timo Meyer. So I just talked about the atmosphere at Mullet Arena. When Timo Meyer stepped foot onto the rank, trust me, it felt like it was a devil's home game. It felt like I was back at the rock because not even like a minute or so into the game. I was hearing Let's Go Devils chants, and I was also hearing Timo Meyer chants. So everyone was very excited for the New Jersey Devils debut of Timo Meyer. Now, with a debut as highly anticipated as Timo Meyer, because let's face it, this is definitely a big acquisition for the New Jersey Devils, there was definitely a lot of expectations. So here were Lindy Ruff's expectations going into the game. I had a chance to catch up with him. Pre-game. I had the chance to ask Timo this a couple days ago, but in your eyes, how much potential does this team have now that he is added to the mix due to his uh, stature and uh, caliber?
1: Well, we just we want Timo to make us a better team. Uh, we're having a good year. We know that we're surrounded by a lot of good teams. Uh, we want to continue to get better. We want to continue to grow as a team. He's a big piece of that for us now.
0: So you heard it from Lindy Ruff. I was able to catch up with Timo Meyer post game. Here are his thoughts going into the matchup because he's been uh, injured for a few days. He was day to day. He recently got back to practicing with the New Jersey Devils. However, prior to this game, he was only able to wear a contact jersey for one practice. So I kept my expectations somewhat moderate, but here's what Timo Meyer had to say to me post game. Timo, uh, new team, new organization. What were your expectations going into the game?
2: Well, my expectation, like I said, just keep it simple and, and and work hard and find a yeah get get those two points. Uh, you know, I go out there and win the game uh, as a team. So I just try to contribute in whatever way I can, and, and that was kind of just keeping it simple. Don't overthink it. Uh, bring some energy and some physicality in there.
0: So like I said moments ago, going into this matchup, my expectations for Timo Meyer were somewhat moderate because let's face it, he's playing in, an, in a rank that's not really up to NHL code. So that could definitely uh, take a toll on you. He's playing for a new team. He's playing for a new organization. He has to get accustomed to the fact that he is not the only Top goal getter on the team. So you got Jack Hughes, you got Nico Heischer, you got Jesper Bratt, and on the defensive side of things, you got Dougie Hamilton. So I was just like, Timo Meyer is a huge gift for the New Jersey Devils, but I said maybe it'll take like a game or two for him to get readjusted to uh, the sport that he knows and loves. But it took him no time at all to get his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. Now, here's the thing that I've been preaching on this show leading up to Timo Meyer's debut. I said, Timo Meyer shows some resemblance to a couple of his teammates. So first and foremost, for Miles Wood, he's not afraid to get under your skin. He's not afraid to be a pest, but I guess that has to go to Curtis Lazar now who didn't play in this game due to visa issues because we got him a couple days ago, but digressing a little bit. The point is Timo Meyer is not afraid to ruffle up some feathers. We saw it during the course of this game. I love some of the hits that Timo Meyer had. I love his aggression. I love the fact that he wasn't afraid to throw his body around in period number three. He did get a penalty and uh, I was just like, okay, it's a high sticking call, but I still love the aggression. I love the physicality from Timo Meyer, but the Big thing that Timo Meyer was able to do, he scored the first goal of the game, and you couldn't have scripted that any better. And another thing that I like to uh, resemble for Timo Meyer is that he likes to sort of play like Nathan Bashan. He likes to play in front of the net. He likes to get those redirects. And yes, people talk about him being a goal scorer, but a lot of people don't talk about his grit. A lot of people don't talk about his toughness. And how did he get his first goal as a New Jersey Devil? Something I've been talking about on this show. He was able to stand in front of the net, corral the rebound, wide open opportunity, and put it in the back of the net. And Ingram couldn't find it. So that's what I love to see from Timo Meyer, And that's going to be a huge benefactor for the Devils moving forward. So I just love that Timo Meyer on his first goal as a New Jersey Devil, was able to get it in Timo Meyer fashion. And I think that's going to be a sight to behold for Devils fans. It's going to be a breath of fresh air. But I'm sure you don't want to just hear my reactions to his goal. Here's what Timo Meyer had to say to me post-game when I asked him, like, what was the overall feeling scoring the first goal of the game? In a Devil sweater. What was going through your mind when you scored the first goal of the game, and your and the thought process is like you you just like scored your first goal as a New Jersey Devil.
2: Uh, I can't really think that quick. So I was uh, just excited, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the feeling I had. Definitely uh, excitement, but also uh, yeah, it's nice to get out of the way.
0: Going forward, how do you uh, how are you gonna contribute to this team? Because it seems like on that first goal, you were just in the right place at the right time, and it seems like you like to play aggressive, you like to play in front of the net, and at the same time, you know how to rack up the points.
1: Yeah, uh, you
2: wanna be uh, good in all three zones. I think that's, that's the most important thing as well. You gotta play well defensively. Uh, if you play like with guys like Brad and, and, and Jack, you don't have to worry about the offense. That's gonna come if you do a good job getting pucks out of the zone
0: and defend the right way. So uh, once you're in the O zone, Uh, that's where we uh, let our skill take over. So Timo Meyer fits like a glove in my eyes because I literally just said, we got Jack Hughes, we got Jesper Bratt, we got Nico Heischer on the defensive side of things, we got Dougie Hamilton. His defense is not all that good, and we'll talk about that a little later in the episode, but still, his offense is a sight to behold. And Timo Meyer, especially in period number one, he made a pretty good first impression in my eyes because he led the New Jersey Devils in the shots on goal category with three. One of them was a goal, obviously. Now, th- those were his only three shots throughout the entirety of the game. However, like I said, in period number three, he got a high sticking call, but I loved his physicality. I love the fact that he was tossing his body around. I loved his physical play. Now, Obviously, the last few press conferences that I've been in, I've been asking people like Curtis Lazar. I've been asking people like Tom Fitzgerald. I've been asking Timo Meyer himself. What's the potential for this team now that he is added into the mix? Because the expectations were somewhat decent for the New Jersey Devils, but now they kind of have gone through the roof. So here's what Nico Heischer told me post game when I asked him, like, where does this team go? from here now that Timo Meyer is officially on the roster. Obviously, you're having a big season. Jack Hughes, just for are also having uh, big seasons. What are the expectations now that Timo Meyer is added to the mix? We already saw him score a goal and it seems like he was being productive uh, throughout yeah. the entirety of the game. We
2: came in already mm-hmm. without Timo and had high expectations. So, uh, now it's no secret. We want to make those playoffs and we want to make a, a great playoff run and uh, that's, that's our goal. Uh, We have a couple games left here to finish the season strong and to get better as a team. Uh, And uh, that's what we're focusing right now. But uh, in the locker room, we always had a high expectation.
0: And I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for me to transition from Timo Meyer to now Nico Heischer. So if I had to give you guys my final thoughts on Timo Meyer's debut, quite honestly, he exceeded them in my eyes because I was just expecting for him to go through the motions, get used to his new teammates. And like I said, keep your expectations moderate for him to begin because it's a new team. It's a new organization. It's a new system. And he has to accept the fact that even though he's one of the best players on the roster, he's not the best. So he has to keep in mind that he doesn't have to carry the team on his shoulders. He just has to be a good uh, centerpiece for the devils moving forward. And That comes with teamwork, that comes with time, that obviously comes with practice because, like I said, been day-to-day, and it's been a slow process to get him finally fully into a devil sweater. So let's move on from one star player to another. Let's go from Timo Meyer to Nico Heischer because here's the thing about Nico Heischer, and I've been talking about it the last few months on this show. Nico Heischer is clutch. He is Mr. Captain Clutch for this Devils team because the New Jersey Devils allowed for the Arizona Coyotes to get back-to-back unanswered goals in period number three. And one of those goals, thanks to Jack McBain, came in late period number three when there was literally like two minutes remaining. So the game is tied four-piece and we head into overtime. And Nico Heischer, just 23 seconds in, was able to get his seventh game-winning goal of the season. So I talk about how Jack Hughes is the best player on the roster. I talk about how Jesper Bratt has been putting up some numbers himself. And I've been talking about how uh, Timo Meyer is going to be a great addition. He adds more toughness. He adds more grit because he has more hits than a lot of other Devils players combined. But Nico Heischer, he's the leader of this team. He comes up big. He comes up clutch. And I asked him, like, what is it about him that is able to just step up his game in the big moments Here's what he had to say. So after tonight, it, you now have uh, seven game-winning goals. What is it about your ability to just come up clutch for your team and come through in moments like this? I wish I could
2: answer that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll try my best uh, anytime And uh, if the game was the line, maybe I'll have this extra motivation. Uh, I wanted to help the team win. So I don't know. I would, would like to answer that. But uh, at the end of the day, it yeah, doesn't really matter who gets uh and winning goal it's all that matters got the two points.
0: Huh. So. so, yeah, he was a little flabbergasted. He didn't know how to answer. But the one thing I could say about Nico Heischer is that he's been what the Devils have been needing the last uh, couple years. Because the, the thing about this Devils team is that, honestly, if this was the same team from last year or the year before, or wherever the case might be, I think they honestly lose this game. Because the Devils allowed for the Coyotes to stick around in this game for a decent amount of time because in period number one, the Arizona Coyotes were getting a lot of grade-A chances on VTech Vanacek, and they were also just uh, running the offensive pressure on the Devils, and it seemed like the Devils had no answer. And come period number two, the Devils were able to limit the Coyotes' scoring chances because the Coyotes only had two shots more than halfway through period number two. And like I said, I loved how the Devils just stepped up their game a little bit in period number two. But it was just like, can they put their foot on the gas pedal? Can they just go over that hump a little bit more? But in period number three, that's when it kind of crashed and burned. So here's the thing. I'll give the Devils the benefit of the doubt because they are coming off a lengthy road trip. They're on their way back to New Jersey as we speak. And obviously, this is the back-to-back game in which they – take a team into overtime because they lost to the Vegas Golden Knights in a shootout. And this time around, they were able to win. Now, I do have my concerns a little bit for the Devils for not being able to close out games at times, especially when you should do it against this uh, Arizona Coyotes team. But the one thing I say is, and I'll, I'll just like I said, I'll give the Devils the benefit of the doubt. The Coyotes game this time around, it kind of reminds me the first time that we played against the Ottawa Senators. So, yes, the Arizona Coyotes record is not all that good. And at the time, this was before the Ottawa Senators became an absolute wagon. But they were struggling to begin the year. But at the same time, they were a young team and they knew how to compete with the Devils. They knew how to run. They knew how to keep up with their momentum and I think that's what I saw from the Arizona Coyotes this time around because the Coyotes despite being a young inexperienced team despite them being one of the bottom tier teams in the league they were able to compete with the devil's speed and sometimes the devils I found them playing catch-up on their own brand of hockey so that's where I related to in, in terms of uh, games, because, like I said, the dev- and the same circumstance happened when we, the first time we played the Senators, because the Senators were able to take the Devils into overtime. And the irony is, Nico Heischer was able to uh, get the game winning goal in OT that time around. So history repeats itself, as they say. Now, I did ask Lindy Ruff post game is there a concern? For the the amount of overtime games that the New Jersey Devils have been playing this season, because this was their tenth game-winning overtime matchup, and that is a franchise record. So here's what Lindy Ruff had to tell me post game. It seems like uh, you guys know how to finish in overtime and uh, come up, come away with the victory somehow, some way. But does fatigue start to play a factor? I think we've tried to stay smart about when we practice, how long we practice.
1: Just went through travel, uh, playing three games in, in less than five days. And we're going to have to travel and then obviously play again. Uh, the schedule doesn't get any easier. I think the uh, the one thing we have is on, on any given night, we can have another line that can step up. Uh, and that has been the strength of our hockey club, that uh, as a group, uh, if it seems like one, one line doesn't have it or one deep pair doesn't have it, like there's another pair that steps in and, and gives us a great night. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the Severson pair tonight. I thought uh, Sebby gave us a great game. I thought Kevin, again, played a solid game for us. So uh, it's really just all about the team.
0: Ruff also talked about how the team might have been a little tired as well just because from all the traveling. And I can understand that because this is the end of their West Coast road trip and now... They're heading back to New Jersey. Everyone could be a little jet lag. So I remember seeing this uh, early on in the season when they play the Vancouver Canucks because it was the first time that the Devils were traveling out West and they got off to a slow start, but they were able to pick it up as the game progressed. So like I said, it, this this game just relates to the first time we played the Ottawa Senators and the first time we played the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, just a young team that is able to compete with the Devils' speed and able to give them a run for their money, despite maybe not being one of the top-tier teams in the league. And then for the Vancouver Canucks, we just saw the Devils be a little jet-lagged because it was their first time out West, and maybe the Devils just had to get their legs underneath them, but they really uh, need to learn how to finish just a little bit better, especially if they want to potentially make a deep playoff run. Now, I need to give this player some love and that is jesper boquist because jesper boquist actually surprised me in this game because he was on hat trick watch going into the final period of regulation and he was able to score toward the end of period number one and he was able to score at the end of period number two to make sure that the new jersey devils didn't blow this game against the arizona coyotes because when looking ahead of the schedule for the Devils, they're going to need all the wins that they could potentially get because their next game is going to be against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then you got the Washington Capitals, Montreal Canadiens. That's not really going to be that tough a battle. But then you got the Carolina Hurricanes, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning again, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning once more. So, yeah, the Devils need to rack up all the possible points that they could get. So normally this time around, if this was like back in um, early on in the year or something like that, I would have just said – you know what? It happens, whatever the case might be. But I said, no, Devils, you need to get these two points against the Coyotes because this is a game that can uh, help you build up the points before you head into that tough part of your schedule because we already seen what happens when the Devils enter a tough part in their schedule in late December and it carries over into January, we, we know that that rough stretch for the Devils. But anyway, Jesper Boquist was able to have that big game for the Devils. He surprised me. I think he surprised a lot of people at the most inopportune times because sometimes he just comes out of nowhere. But Jesper Boquist, the last few games for the Devils, has had a silently good impact on them. But I think this time around, he was able to put everyone on notice. So I asked Jesper Boqvist post game what was the overall feeling like of scoring two goals? So you described uh, how you scored the goals but what was the overall feeling like because both of them came toward the end of period number one and period number two. Uh, yeah I don't know uh, uh, um, uh, Yeah, I don't
2: know what to answer that really uh, but uh, nice to the
0: goals and the win for sure. So similar to Nico Heischer, he was a little speechless, but the one thing I could say about Jesper Boquist, if he is able to maintain his overall impact for Devils, and like I said, it's an impact that you don't really realize at first, but I think this is uh, one of the uh, rare times where his impact is now put on a bigger scale. I think Jesper Boquist can be a definitely an underdog for Devils on the bottom six. Now I asked Jesper Boquist himself, how does Curtis Lazar help the team? And how is Boquist going to help as well? So here's what he had to say. So obviously you had a productive night and and uh, obviously with the acquisition of Curtis Lazar, there's going to be some much, there's going to be more grit added to the bottom six. And with your night, do you help? To, do you hope this uh, carries over into as the season uh, progresses toward an end? Uh, I mean,
2: yeah, I, I sure hope so. Uh... something I want to do to be be a productive guy. So uh, for sure, uh, hopefully it keeps coming.
0: Needless to say, Jesper Boquist, I don't think he talks to the media too often because uh, we don't really uh, seek him out all that much. But this was definitely a game in which we wanted to speak to him. And Jesper Boquist has uh, impressed me more ways than one. So hats off to Jesper Boquist in this game. And now we're going to shift over into the final segment in which I give you guys my final thoughts on the game and how the devils move on from this matchup against the Arizona coyotes. I want to get you guys hip to a product that I use literally every day. So I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. So what is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, there's already 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and abstinence to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging—all those things. So its lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good supports better sleep quality and recovery Supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing that's best about Athletic Greens. They use the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now... While we're on the topic of eating healthier, I know some of your New Year's resolutions was to, in fact, eat healthier. So let me tell you about another product I like to eat, and it's Built Bar. So, looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built. So, I don't know how Built does it, but Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think that they're good for you, perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for stars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And that's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And like I said, I don't know how Bilt does it, but only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Bilt bars at Bilt.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hip flavors, brownie and batter churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So here's my thing for the devils. Yes, it's great to win an OT. Yes, it's great to get those exciting victories. And yes, they were able to walk away with two points. But let's face it, this outing was not their best outing by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm sure they know they could do a lot better. Now, here's the thing. I do have some concerns for Vitek Vanacek because in this game, he allowed another decent amount of goals go past him. Now, I'm not trying to put all the blame on him, but at the same time, let's look at his previous five games. So against the Colorado Avalanche, he allowed five goals. Now, it was rumored that, he got injured in the game, and that's why Lindy Ruff pulled him. However, I did mention it to Lindy Ruff post game, and he didn't really specify on it. So I, I don't know if it was an injury or not. But the LA Kings, he allowed three goals. Montreal Canadiens, he allowed four. Pittsburgh Penguins, he allowed two. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets, he allowed two. So over the past four or so games, Vitek Vanacek has just not looked like himself. And I'm a little concerned for him. But I asked Lindy Ruff post game, like, how does VTech vancheck move on from here, and what were his concerns for vancheck going forward? I know it's uh, unfair to put all the blame on him, but is there a concern for Vitek vancheck uh, given his last few outings? We saw him pulled in the uh, last uh, in his last outing against the Colorado Avalanche. So, how would you go with him moving forward? You know, I think you first you have to analyze the goals,
1: and are they bad goals? Um, uh, when you look at uh, uh, the first one, I, you know, East-West play, there's probably not a lot he can do. I'll have to take a look at the, the last, last couple. But all I know is uh, this group has got us to this point. He's been a big part of this group. And he has made big saves and have helped us win a lot of hockey games.
0: Now... I do agree with them like we do need to look at the goals but at the same time I literally told you the past few games for VTech Vancheck. and even if you get a couple of those goals back Vitek Vancheck just not just hasn't looked sharp in this game or some of his previous outings and for Vitek Vancheck, the one thing we've been always talking about him is that he shut down he is able to come up clutch for a New Jersey Devils and I didn't really see it in this game. Now, at the end of the day, uh, let's look at the that final goal for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, for example, off the shot of McBain. So, yes, you can blame Dougie Hamilton for not playing really good defense. But at the same time, Vitek Vancheck had poor rebound control. So it, it goes both ways. So the defense hasn't been all that good for the Devils, uh, especially these last few Vitek Vancheck outings. But at the same time, I expect for VTech Vancheck to make some of those saves. And as a good goalie, sometimes you do have to bail out your defense. Now, I'm not trying to like, act like I know more than Lindy Ruff or VTech Vancheck I'm just giving you guys my perspective. And I think a lot of Devils fans can back me up on this. Now, I did ask uh, Lindy Ruff, what does the team overall need to work on in order to see more success in which they don't have to go into OT? Here's what he had to say. What are some of the things you guys need to work on in order to uh, close out these games? Because we've seen that you guys uh, take the big school nights into a shootout, and now we obviously see you guys take the Arizona Coyotes and the OT.
1: Well, I, I'd like to see us finish on some of the really good chances. <laughs> you know, you just keep working on that every day. You you go through your drills, you go through your opportunities, you you focus in on, you know, you take the the look that Nico had. Uh, Nico had two breakaways. Nico was in alone that didn't score, but he gave him the one in overtime he did. So uh, goal is your goodness, league. If you don't get him to move, uh, there's not a lot of shooting room. So uh, overall, we'll just uh, continue to, to try to play our game, uh, sharpen up with some of our uh, puck play that cost us. Thank uh, you. Thank
0: you. My thing for the Devils is simply this. This was not a good game. Not a good game at all. But at the same time, it's not a game that I'm going to toss and turn over because at the end of the day, they did come away with the win. And it's probably a game that I'm sure that they would have liked to win by a little bit more. But I was so glad to see Jesper Boquist get a couple goals. Nico Heischer coming up clutch. And also shout out to uh, Damon Severson on the power play because he had a beautiful laser of a shot. However, it didn't get the attention it deserved because Dawson Mercer had a beautiful backhander pass to him and it set up Damon Severson beautifully so wanted to give a shout out to Damon Severson but overall um, I, I know that there's a lot of factors to look at here, which is you're trying to include Timo Meyer into the lineup. You're trying to make sure he gets his reps. You're trying to make sure that your other star players get their reps. This is the end of a lengthy road trip for a New Jersey devil. So fatigue is catching up to them a little bit and the Arizona coyotes, they are a young team. And yes, they're not really competing for anything at this point, but at the same time, it's, it's the same uh, example that I used when we first played the Ottawa senators Early on this year, when Ottawa wasn't really doing all that good, they were last in their division. And um, at that point, a lot of people were saying that Ottawa fell underneath expectations, but they started to pick it up. But the point I'm trying to make is that the one thing I could say about the Ottawa Senators, they knew how to compete with the Devils' speed. And I think since this is a young team going up against another young team, because it doesn't matter if the Devils are destined to make the playoffs or if the Arizona Coyotes are destined to try to tank for Connor Bedard, at the end of the day, you still got a young team And it's just like it cancels each other out in my eyes. So the devils are able to use their speed against some of the older teams in the NHL and use that to their advantage because you could tire them out. But for the Arizona coyotes, I feel like this was just like another example of a, of a sprint match. So at the end of the day, devils got the win and they were able to um, they were able to come away with the victory. So I'm definitely not going to complain in that regard. Now, uh, when looking at this overall game for Devils, I'm going to compare the, the final stats and then I'm going to give them a letter grade. So shots on goal differential, 40-29 to 29 in favor of the Devils. So like I said early on in this episode, the New Jersey Devils allowed for the Arizona Coyotes to hang around, especially in period number one. Don't let the uh, scoreboard fool you, even though the Devils were leading after period number one. The Coyotes were dominating the Devils. They were they were like, like, like I said, they were putting a lot of pressure on on the devils to try to earn some of those goals second period the devils limited the coyotes scoring chances but at the same time the devils weren't able to go out to a huge lead and then uh the two goal lead is always the worst lead in hockey then come period number three the devils allowed for the coyotes to score back-to-back unanswered goals and that tied the game we head into overtime once again but it only lasted like 20 or so seconds and then nico he was able to come away with the, uh, the game-winning goal and come up clutch for his team once again. Captain Clutch. So I asked Nico Heischer how much potential does this team have? Like, And you guys heard the sound by early on in the episode. But I still feel as though with the addition of Timo Meyer, I think a lot of people are still underestimating the New Jersey Devils. And I think that they have so much more to prove to the hockey world but people aren't really realizing that so i asked them post game like how do you guys like reach that potential and how do you guys showcase to the hockey world that you guys are legitimate and that you could be a scary team come playoffs it seems like despite all your guys' uh success people still view you guys as underdogs do you feel like uh there's so much more untapped potential on this team and roster to showcase to the world.
2: I don't care what those people say. Um, we focus here in our locker room. Uh, we, we know what we have in here and let uh, people talk and why
0: not? Let's prove them wrong. Thank you, Nico. And that's why I love Nico. He just not afraid to give uh, that answer. Not afraid to say, Okay, we are underdogs. Let's embrace it. Let's try to see what we can do with it. So, very proud of Nico Heischer, very proud of the New Jersey Devils this time around. And wasn't the prettiest game, but going back to the stats shots on goal differential 40 to 29 in favor of the Devils. Face off percentage 47% to 53% in favor of the Coyotes. Power play Devils were one for one, thanks to Damon Severson. Coyotes were 0 for two. Must say, I was a little nervous. When Timo Meyer got that high sticking call, love the aggression, but the Coyotes, they were actually passing the puck beautifully during their power play. So I had my concerns in that sort of aspect. Moving on. Hits, 33 to 22 in favor of the Coyotes. Don't worry. Once Curtis Lazar is added into the roster and once Timo Meyer gets his footing underneath them, the Devils are going to definitely be a, a powerhouse in terms of hits. I think they're going to definitely uh, generate a lot more in that sort of aspect. Blocks. 20 to 15 in favor of the Coyotes. Giveaways, Devils led that department 11 to 6. So, the debut of Timo Meyer for the Devils definitely uh, an exciting time for New Jersey. Came away with the win. He was able to score. And courtesy of my friend James Nichols, who's appeared on this show before, uh, here's the final stat line for Timo Meyer. So, he was able to get a goal. He got his uh, three shots of the game in period number one. He did have that high sticking call. He had three hits, one block, one takeaway. He spent about 16 minutes on the ice, and he had an expected goals for percentage of 46.2 and a coursey for percentage of 51.6. So Timo Meyer just adding the hits. He's adding the physicality for the Devils. He and Kevin Ball led the New Jersey Devils in the hits category with three a pop. So if I had to rate this game for the Devils, considering the context, considering uh, everything that was going on, I'm actually going to give them a B-minus, and here's why. Because, like I said, you have Timo Meyer to worry about and, and you have to try to get him accustomed into the lineup, and that's not a small ad. That is a huge ad. And then you have to factor in that the Devils are on their lengthy road trip and fatigue kind of caught up to them. They were able to finish and get that overtime victory. They walked away with two points. So I'm giving them a B-minus. Wasn't their best game, but consider some of those factors – when uh, judging them and keep your expectations moderate, as I like to say often on this show. So let me know what you guys think about the Devils' overall effort. So leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMap4 or the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. This was an exciting time for me to witness the Devils play at Mullet Arena. Enjoyed going behind the scenes once again. Loved reuniting with some people who are up in the in the press, uh, I guess press row with me because we were just above uh the some of the stands uh, at Mullet Arena wasn't like a press box at, at the Prudential Center, but nonetheless loved reuniting with a lot of people. Loved meeting a lot of you at Mullet Arena, so loved interacting with just a lot of people and just um and, and just being back in my old stopping ground, if you would, even though I was just there just two months ago. But as for today's episode, guys, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe, have a wonderful day, New Jersey, go Devils! I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Trey Matthews signing out at Mullet Arena.